we talked about how to walk in 2023 to experience abundance and glory. How to walk in. So we talked about Joshua. And I spoke to you about the name change of Joshua. Hallelujah. That the name Joshua, his name was Oshia, which means safety and salvation. And then Moses changed his name to Joshua, which means Yahweh saves. So I told you that doesn't matter your strength. If the presence of God does not back you, you cannot achieve destiny. That you cannot rely on your own strength and your own knowledge. So we've been studying the life of Joshua to see why Joshua experienced such success in his ministry. So we talked, the first thing we talked about was the change of his name. Hallelujah. So today, we're going to talk another, about another virtue that was in the life of Joshua. Hallelujah. The virtue we're going to talk about is humility. Humility in the life of Joshua. Joshua was the complete opposite of Absalom. Absalom was not ready to learn and serve. Absalom wanted the throne before the training. He coveted the throne of his father David. Absalom went at the gate of a city and started to turn the heart of the people toward him instead of David. You see, many people don't understand the art of success. Success is not man-made. Success comes from God. And many people, many people, they want to engineer their own success. Therefore, they are not able to learn. The spirit of Absalom is the spirit that covered the throne without the ability to sit on the throne. Hallelujah. Humility. You know, Joshua was called the servant of Moses. The servant of Moses. If you read Joshua chapter number one, verse one, they call him the servants of Moses. So before he had his own ministry, he was a servant. Hallelujah. He was a servant. He was a servant. He humbled himself. You see, humility is not to necessarily think that you are nothing. Humility is to think that you are nothing without God. That doesn't matter your achievement. 
unless God is in the equation, you have nothing. Bible says, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. And he shall direct your path. He said, do not be wise in your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. The opposite of humility is pride. Amen? Opposite of humility is pride. The sin of pride is an attitude of the heart expressed in an unhealthy, exaggerated attention to self and an elevated view of one's abilities, of one's accomplishment or position or possession. So pride puts the focus on you. Pride is so subtle that you are prideful without knowing that you are prideful. Pride will demand that you look after yourself, although looking after yourself is not bad. But there is a sense of exaggeration when it comes to self. Hallelujah. When we focus so much on self, we miss the ability to focus on Christ. Looking unto Jesus, the offer and finisher of our faith. Let me tell you something. When the people of Israel came out, God gave them an instruction how to camp in the wilderness. He said, put, the tabernacle was in the middle. And he said, camp face toward the tabernacle. So they were looking at the tabernacle. Hallelujah. Meaning, they could not see from behind. And the enemy comes from behind. And God says, face the tabernacle. Now, when they face the tabernacle, they were not looking at each other. They were looking at the tabernacle. They were not looking at self. They were looking at the tabernacle. And as long as they look at the tabernacle, victory was guaranteed. And, and, and for those who do research, they say if you take a view of a camp, it's the shape of a cross. Meaning, from the beginning, God made the cross the central part of the life of us. Taking the focus away from ourselves and putting that focus on God. Humility demands that you put your attention not on your achievement, but on God. Hallelujah. Humility is to agree with what God says about you without despising others. Because sometimes you can agree with what God says, but your agreement causes you to despise other people. But you need to come to a point that I agree with God, but I'm not better than other people. When you look at people as if you are better than them, you have already fallen from grace. That means you don't understand the word. When you sit next to somebody and you despise that person, you have already fallen from grace. So you cannot be successful if you function like the devil. Because the attitude of the devil was an attitude of pride. And because of that, he fell from glory. And he became Satan. Hallelujah. 
But look at Joshua, a male of his senses. He knew his strength, but he knew how to submit. He was a warrior that went to war, but when he came before Moses, he behaves as if he knows nothing. He could go to war, Moses on the mountain, Joshua in the valley, but Joshua never challenged Moses to say, come down and fight for us. He acknowledged that each one must have his position. As long as Moses is in the mountain, I am in the valley, we will have a victory. There was no fight of position. You need to understand that if you need to be successful this year, you need to stop fighting for position. Yes. Even at your workplace, you have no business fighting for position. Just do your job and God will lift you up. You have no business despising anyone because you want his job. You have no business gossiping about people because you want their place. You need to acknowledge the strength in people and God will acknowledge your strength in public. Yes. 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 We have failed to learn the art of praising each other. You know, we have become a bunch of gossipers. We only see mistakes and we cover our own mistakes. Every single man of God you see on TV is fake. Everyone is fake. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to them. I don't want to, they are fake. They are fake. At the end, you have a fake one. Because with all the fakeness, look at what we are achieving for God. With all your righteousness, you are sitting on your, on, your, on your couch and you cannot make a difference in the life of a fly in your house. And somebody is making a difference out there and you have the audacity. Instead of learning from him and seeing what was the key for him to be lifted the way he's lifted. Somebody say Joshua. Joshua was a humble man. I said Joshua was a humble man. The Bible says, hmm, but God, James chapter number four, verse six, he said, but God gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You see, it's easy for men to fight against you. Because if men fight against you, you can overcome. But when God fights against you, and God says, I fight against the people that are prideful. Listen. Listen. The door that is shut in your life might not be the devil. It might be God drawing your attention over your attitude of despising other people. Because if he can lift you, you will trample over everybody. Look, you are not lifted yet. Look at your attitude. <laughs> he goes on again, he said, hallelujah. He said, James chapter number four, verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You see, what, what does it mean to humble yourself before God? You know, you need to understand that people can praise you, but when you are with God, you need to understand that he is the one that did what 
you have achieved. You always need to go back and lay that crown before Yahweh. And say, it doesn't matter how people praise me. I know that it's by mercy. It's by grace. If it's not your grace, I cannot achieve what I'm achieving. Your attitude of humbleness before the throne of God will cause God to lift you up. And need to acknowledge that it is God who is the lifter of man. You need to understand that even if you have millions in your bank account, it means nothing. Because the, way, the day you die, those millions stay behind. You need to understand that if it's not God, you need to understand that doesn't matter my achievement, I'll be a fool not to acknowledge the God of heaven. You need to be like Joshua. You know, when, when, when Moses died, Joshua was the first one God announced the death to. There were many people that were there, but God went to Joshua and he said, Joshua, Moses is dead. Put me Joshua chapter number one, verse one. Quickly. So, media team, you combine the message of last Sunday and this Sunday into one message. He said, after the death of Moses, the, the what? So Moses was a servant of the Lord. Joshua was a servant of Moses. So if Moses has not learned the art of servanthood, he couldn't have a servant under him. When God wants to lift you, he brings you down. You, you, don't hear, you didn't just check what I'm saying. The way up is the way down. If God ever want to lift you in your life, he will make sure you hit rock bottom. Then you know that the lifter of your head is the Lord. He cannot release something in your hand that you will never be able to handle. He will put you in a place where you acknowledge that I am nothing beside him. And when you come to that place and you lift up your heads, like Nebuchadnezzar. He was so prideful that God allowed him to go to be a beast for seven years. And he said, at the end of the seven years, I lift up my head toward heaven and my senses came to me. This is a prophecy for you. God has made it possible for you to feel like you have nothing. Now it's time to lift up your head toward the Lord of heaven and say, Father, without you, I am nothing. And the senses come to you. So let's continue the reading. He said, after the death of the seven, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Now there, he said, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go to this Jordan, you and all these people to the land which I am about to give them to the children of Israel. Let's carry on. Every place that the soles of your foot will trade upon, I have given it to you. That's a backing. That's a backing. He said, Moses is dead, but I need somebody to lift. I have looked among the children of Israel. I haven't found a servant except you because I lift up servants. I, I want to make servants leaders. So I need somebody with a servant heart. 
that I can make a leader. But among the people I have looked, only you I have found. He said, now I back you with my word. As, as, although I still call you servant, but I make you a king to the people. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I have given to you. God says, the place to possess is at your mercy. You choose where you want to go. By the moment you choose, I have already given. By the moment you have a vision, it's already accomplished. By the moment you have the idea, it's already done. Because I'm backing you with my presence. Hallelujah. We need to seek to have a heart that knows that mercy is the strength of every strong man. If your prayer life is not about mercy, you are not praying yet. If you are not going on your face and say, Lord, have mercy on me, you are not praying yet. Because everything that you can achieve is by mercy. I need your mercy. Somebody say, I need your mercy. I want to finish with this. In the book of Philippians, chapter number two. Book of Philippians, chapter number two. You can read the whole chapter at home. He said, let this mind be. Let this mind be where? That which was in Christ. Though he was God. Though he was God, he did not... Let's read, let's read, so that I can find the right word. In Philippians chapter number 2, I want us to read from verse 1. And uh, therefore, if there is any consolation, if there is any comfort, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection, and let's go, and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Now we go to, let nothing be done for selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each one esteem other better than himself. Verse 2 now, let each of you look out not only for your own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be Somebody say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let's go. Who being in the form of God did not consider the robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a born servant and coming in the likeness of man, it was a humiliation for Jesus to appear like a man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death because God cannot die. It took humility for God to die. He said, even to the point of death of the cross. Let's go on. Therefore God has highly what? Exalted him. And given him the name which is above every name. Let's go. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, of things on earth, and things under the earth. Oh, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Christ, is Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of God our Father. Now, the humility of Jesus enabled God to lift him up. But then he said, at the sound of the name of Jesus, 
every knee should bow. Can I submit to you something? The reason why the name of Jesus is not working for us is because we, not walk in the, we are not walking in the character of the name. Because the bearer of that name was full of humility. And Paul said, let this mind be in you. The moment this mind becomes yours, you are able to perform what Jesus performed. Because when you say his name, they don't just recognize his name, they recognize you. The people try to say his name in the book of Acts 19. The devil say, who are you? That are saying the name. Because there is no consistency between your speaking and your walking. Humility. Somebody say humility. humility. Acknowledge God this year and we will lift you up. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? <laughs> say this year, Father, give me grace to acknowledge you in everything. Say, give me grace not to see myself above other people. Give me grace not to judge other people. In mercy, let me see them so that your name may be lifted in my life. In the name of Jesus, I receive lifting from God in Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together? Thank you, Jesus.